1: Kia and good morning. Welcome into to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. It is four past six and the big day after. Sounds sounded like in the news it was a, a bigger day for some than some others, uh, Kempe. But uh, in the end, Patrick Swayze's picket fence continued. The Aussie got it done. Yeah, a little bit of
0: dirty dancing down that straight one. It went, uh, I guess... Uh Took the front early. It actually played out really well, that race, um, on Greg O'Connor, the way that he mapped it out and said that if Swayze could get to the front and the runs of sectionals, he's going to be really hard to catch. And Akuda had no excuses got, um, trying, to, trying to get there. F- fell under the trail on that that last lap. Uh, beach ball, which was all the talk through the, uh, the channels during... Uh, Monday and Tuesday morning, and, and guess what? The trifecta played out. Swayze, if you boxed it into a Cuda or into beach ball, paying $27.40. Yeah, um, not bad. But if you, had that, if you had that picked out and, and paid a plenty of times, you would have got, got plenty. But we'll talk a little bit more about that at Love Racing, Rick, because we've got plenty to talk about. And uh, I hope all of our listeners were listening yesterday, because if you did, you would have got paid.
1: Yeah, 100%. We had a couple of massive tips, but I, I don't want to steal your thunder for Love Racing, Kempi, so we'll leave that for the Love Racing, but there yeah, you yeah. Man, uh, some of the tips we got yesterday uh, came in, came in good. Now coming up on the show today, of course, tonight at nine thirty, the Black Caps play in the Cricket World Cup semi-final against the hosts, India. And one of our best ever, Ross Taylor, is going to join us after seven o'clock to preview that. We're also going to catch up with Michael Carlson. Michael Carlson is an American living in England. He does a lot of the BBC. And Sky Sport commentary for when they have the NFL teams over there. He's also an NFL analyst over there as well. And uh, he's going to join us just to talk uh, mid-season NFL and some big stories uh, bubbling up. The Buffalo Bills were just about unstoppable last year. This year they're 5-5. Five and five. What's going on there? Bill Belichick's Pats are 2-8. and eight. How long does he have left? Uh, well, Michael Carlson will shed some light on that and more as well. After 8. And then before 9 o'clock, we're going to catch up with a bloke called Josh Brody. He used to play cricket for the Wellington Firebirds. He's now doing his best Iron Man impersonation. I don't mean Robert Downey Jr. I mean like the bloke on the, the swim, the, mm. the run and the and the ride. Uh, for Asthma New Zealand, raising money for asthma. So we'll talk to him before 9 o'clock as well. But let's get into this.
0: Round 1. Fight.
1: All right, came out yesterday... Kempe, that uh, Andrew Abdo said that the NRL is going to greenlight salary cap compensation for teams to go and poach players from other codes. I know it's been mentioned before, but it feels like very much now that Australian rugby are on their knees and Eddie Jones, who was trying to push this, is, is gone. Uh, that the NRL are, are looking, particularly when they say other codes, I don't think really Aussie rules is, a, is an option. I think they're very much just looking at rugby union here, mate. I mean, if you were in mm. charge... Of a club in the NRL, and you get given this green light. Where are you going? Who are you looking at?
0: Yeah, you're dead right on on that first uh, that first comment, Rick. This is about rugby union. This isn't about other codes. Like you don't think AFL um, will be bought into it. Uh, maybe maybe other countries with Super League uh, mm. up there in England, they, they can bring players down. Um, but it's definitely a shot across the bow of rugby union, which I thought was really interesting because in amongst that, that conversation, if I was a CEO sitting in a club, I would be thinking, well, here's a way to get around the salary cap and actually look at marquee players in another code mm. and bring them in. And it may unbalance the competition a, in, in some sort of way. You know, you could think of a, maybe a Sydney City, a Brisbane um, who go after a marquee player get, get salary cap exemption, uh, and you talk and you throw Penrith in there, and all of a sudden their team goes to another level. So there is there's a couple of things to think about that. Um, one of them is what does the exemption look like, and how do you keep it balanced throughout the competition so it doesn't become a, you know, the salary cap works really well with a comp, so we want to keep it, you know, very well balanced. But the other thing is, well, it now opens up avenues for players to come, and I've had a thought, I've had a think about it. Now, if I was there and I wanted players, the first couple of players I would probably go after Shooter Stevenson and Mark Talia. I think both of them would be fantastic rugby league players playing anywhere in the back line. Um, They carry the ball, they're hard to tackle, and and they're big bodies. Uh, Jordy Barrett I would throw in there. One for the the smaller guys, Cheslin Colby out of South Africa, I think will be absolutely outstanding in a fullback position. Just with the amount of work that he does off the football, um, and maybe anyone would want Bund- Bundy Aki running at them in the edges, you know, I'd play, I'd play Bundy Archie. I think he's the type of Alan Khan back row, you know, that played for Brisbane Broncos back in the day where he was short, stocky, hard to stop. I think a Bundy Aki on, on a left edge would, would be something um, extraordinary, you know, he'd be very, very good. Uh, so it's it's... It's going to be really interesting. You know, I looked at Abdo and Mr. Valandis, and mate, the Brains Trust are working overtime to get this competition, the NRL, at the f- at the front of every other code in Australia, including yeah. AFL. Um, but they're not they're not frightened to take rugby union out.
1: No, well, that, and that's the thing, and it it feels very much like a a Australian rugby. You came for us, and you missed. So now we're going to do you. That's kind of what that's that's what it feels like, right? Hundred percent feels like that. I think uh, Abdo said it's not going to be a free for all. It's going to be managed. So I, I, from the way he was talking, I think it's going to be one a t- one per team. It's not like one team can go out and sign three. Um, so I think it's going to be ma- managed in that way. But also interesting yesterday, Kempi, is that Nick Politis said that Joseph Swahili will be back playing for the Roosters in 2028. It's like they've already given him a contract. For when he, his rugby contract finishes. And that mm, says it, to me that there's every chance that he doesn't go to rugby at all.
0: Yeah, like I I don't know whether he's got a get out clause there. You're talking about David Fafita up at up at um the Gold Coast. Most most player managers put a a uh, a clause in the contract in and around changing of coaches and stuff like that. So I don't know whether Joseph has that in his now that Eddie Jones' gone. Um, he's going to be a better player when he comes back, Rick, you know. And I I think, you know, at the moment, the Sydney City Roosters, they're trying to replace him with um, Mark uh, Nauakonatawasi, the Fijian Mm. uh, young boy that plays on the wing for Australia, had a very good World Cup. And uh, he actually comes from Rugby League. He he played Rugby League up until he was 14, so he'll transition straight back into Rugby League quite easily. And I watched him play that, that kid up there for Australia on the wing, He's a very, very handy footballer.
1: Yeah, so you is. know he
0: he could be he could be the benchmark, um, and it's no surprise that the Roosters are the one that that are sitting next to the NRL making those decisions.
1: Mm, double eight, double three. Uh, your thoughts on that one? Uh, if you uh, had the the salary cap compensation, who would you go after from any other sport to bring into rugby league? All right, let's do this one. Round two. World Rugby has admitted to New Zealand Rugby that the Aaron Smith tribe wow. should have stood because they shouldn't have gone back as many phases as they did, which is great. But does it really help anybody?
0: <laughs> well, the, 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 the straight answer to that, and I've been thinking about this this morning, I thought about it yesterday when I when I read it, and I was like, wow, you know, you've you've known. I, gu- I guarantee you this, they knew the powers that be as soon as that decision was made – there would have been a, a a nerd, a geek, and and sitting in the referee stat said, you went two phases too many, um, uh, too many back, and that try should stand. So they would have known that night that that was the wrong decision, mm-hmm. and they've held on to it till now to to let it out. Now that's wrong, so that doesn't help anyone else because that just puts us in more pain down here in New Zealand. Um, and then the and then the ripple effect. So Wayne Barnes is probably copping it, you know. He's he's going to cop it more from all the trolls. Um, the All Blacks are going to cop it because it was the best try of the tournament that was turned down, and and possibly um, one of the best victories that the All Blacks would have ever had because they would have ended up winning that game. Uh, and there is no winners out of making making that that uh, that comment. And would it would if someone would have found it? Well, yeah, they probably would have. So what do we get out of it, Rick? That, I I think that's the question. Like, what do we get out of? Um, World Rugby, who are absolute pork chops coming out and saying, now we've actually got another one wrong, you've been robbed for a second World Cup by a decision again from a referee that disallowed probably the best try in the tournament and the winning try um, that would have got you the World Cup. I can't see uh, any positive coming out of it whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Wayne Barnes, it wasn't his decision, right? I mean, he was the one that was saying, no, knock on, play on, play on, play on. It was the TMO. So I think if there's anything comes out of this, hopefully, hopefully it means they throttle the TMO. And the TMO doesn't have the autonomy to just jump in and re referee the
0: game. And and that's the problem. That's the problem in the area that they need to fix straight away. Where you, you had um, a game that was run by a bloke sitting in a in a booth and, and run by replays. You know, you need to go back and look at this. You need to go back and look at this. The sooner they get rid of the bunker, the TMO, the VA, VAR, and bring it back to a referee with some autonomy to and the courage to make decisions, the better it is and the better for the fan experience. I'm, I just think, you know, like, I've never been a fan of the bunker. You know that. Um, and here's another example of, like, taking... A, a, a already difficult game to understand as far as rules go, and make it even more difficult to watch. And now you've now you've thrown that out there yesterday about Aaron Smith's try being allowed. Mate, I reckon they've just lost an, another big group of uh, rugby union people that will now go and watch the better game, which is rugby league. Which is rugby league, of course. Round three. And I'm actually going to pivot
1: here slightly, Kimpy. And I'm going to I'm going to. Push the round three look question. Up, Rob, look out at Rob back. Dog. At Rob Dog. Rob, come on in, mate. You are the cricket expert on this show. Number three, what percentage chance do you give the Black Caps of beating India tonight? Uh, yeah, cr- cricket expert's a bit generous to, for starters. Uh, but what percentage <laughs> chance do I give us? I think we're at a forty percent chance. Um, okay. But you know, realistically. You know, if it's if it's one or higher, we can do it. So, you know, yeah, it's 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 just going to depend on. I mean, it's an it's an obvious one, but whoever plays better and uh, the toss is going to be huge. Conditions. That is the incisive commentary that we want. Yes, whoever plays exactly. better will win. Whoever, nice. whoever <laughs> scores more runs <laughs> will win yeah. this game. You heard it here first. Oh wow! That, oh, that,
0: if I was going to go and have a bet today. That didn't help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, tell, yeah, I'll I'll tell, tell you my experience. I tell you my experience with um, with semi-finals. Once you're in the semis, all right, it's anyone's game. You you're a mug. Look at look at um, teams that have knocked teams out that have been meant. Yeah, well, let's look currently at the. We just spoke at the Rugby World Cup. Ireland and France were meant to be in the final. Neither of them made it. Okay, so. When you look at when you look again at the semis, it's a it's a toss of the coin because players go to another level, and I think we spoke about that yesterday with um, Ravindra. You know what I mean? Like if he comes out and he plays the game of his life, he's the first Kiwi to reach six hundred runs in a tournament. Um, but the player that he's up against, uh, Virat Kohli, is exactly in the same boat. And I reckon it comes down to those two players. I reckon whoever plays the better game out of those two players with the bat is going to set their team alight. And, and Rob's right. If we bat first and Ravindra goes out there and smashes it around, man, that puts some pressure on the Indians. Absolutely. Mm. Well, all the pressure will be on the Indians,
1: yeah. No, I was going to say, it, it did remind me, Rob, of a piece of punditry from a former England player and manager, Kevin Keegan, who was, uh, I can't remember what the game was, but he was asked and he said, well, it's tight. I mean, either side could win it or it could be a draw. It's like, thanks. <laughs> awesome. That is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. There you go. Th- those are uh, our triple threat, so keep your texts coming through on that. NRL, uh, the salary cap uh, compensation to bring in players from other codes. Who would you look at? Uh, World Rugby, admitting that Aaron Smith's try should have stood. Does it help anybody? What does it mean for you? And what percentage chance you give the Black Caps of winning tonight in the Cricket World Cup semi-final? We've got a Who Am I as well as a $100 Adidas Golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. teas and C's apply. Here it is. Clue number one. I've represented New Zealand at international level, but I was born in Africa. I have represented New Zealand at an international level, but I was born in Africa. Double eight, double three, if you know the answer to that.